Where the Whiteboards Are, a podcast by educators about all things education. On our podcast today, we have invited another special guest. This is Misty, not to be confused with Mitzi. Um, So these are two different lovely ladies, both near and dear to our hearts. And she is a business teacher. And I'm going to let her kind of just talk about how long she's been teaching. And then we'll dive into some questions just about the business education side of things. So Misty, (laughs) if you just tell us like how long you've taught where you've taught. You don't have to say names of schools, but you have taught in other states. So um, I just want to maybe... I'm okay using the names. I don't think I have to protect the innocent (laughs) anymore. Uh, Uh, Innocent? Question mark. (laughs) They're all old now, as am I. Uh, Let's see. I started in Kansas, way out in western Kansas. Um, I taught three years in a little bitty 1A school. And when I say 1A school in Kansas, they were like, Less than 50 kids in that high school. So it was tiny. It was amazing. I loved it. I taught there for three years. um, And then I obviously was the sole business department there. And I also did some coaching there. So it was a great way to to start that coaching career. Uh, And then I moved to the big school in that school district. And I taught there just one year. And then we moved to Missouri, and I spent 21 years up north being the sole business department. Um, started with a little coaching, did some FBLA, and then the last two, I moved to the biggest school district in the state. I work for SPS now doing GoCaps, which is also business. Yeah, and I definitely think we want to dive into a little bit of the GoCaps sort of. Can you describe maybe what that is for our listeners? Like, what is a, a GoCaps program or what that maybe looks like for students? Yeah. Okay. Um, so GoCaps is the greater Ozark uh, arm of the CAPS network. And because I'm nervous, I have completely, it's lost. I just, what does that stand for? Career, to, career and, and professional uh, services. It's Advanced mm-hmm. Professional Studies Center. Maybe it's Center for Advanced... So, pre- oh, my oh, God. Dang. I hope nobody who knows what that is. is <laughs> we, we can look it up oh, and then yeah, just replace can, that. Anyway, it's Advanced Professional <laughs> Studies. It's Anyway, okay. Uh, so no, you're good. You're good. Uh, we have just juniors and seniors, and they're from all the area high schools. Can Anybody can send their kids. I mean, but it costs the school district. But um, so, you know, all the Springfield schools and the bigger schools around the area... Um, send there or kids have to apply there's three strands I do the business and entrepreneurship there's engineering and manufacturing and then there's a health science a medical health sciences I'm not for sure on that exact terminology on that Um, and uh, I have two groups a day we have a morning group for two and a half hours and then I have an afternoon group for two and a half hours and they spend the other half of their day at their home school Um, we use the quote test drive your future which is pretty apt because we um, we try to get them um, that step between high school and working or, you know, in the workforce. Uh, we have a lot of professional speakers come in. We um, do a lot of uh, business tours. Um, the kids, we actually will start probably next month. Um, they'll be going out to job shadows and anything that they have an interest in to see if yeah, I could see myself doing this or that's a, hey. Honestly, more important than maybe this is what I want to do is those that are like, yep, never want to do that. Right. Cannot see myself ever doing that instead of getting, you know, a degree or training in something. And you realize later that 
man, I hate this. So uh, that's just as important to figure mm-hmm. out and kind of weed those off the list. Um, and then what else? Oh, internships. We try maybe second semester if that's something that they really like, that they can go back for an internship. And then we do some, um, we call partner projects. So if businesses have some things that are kind of been on their back burner that they, they just haven't got to, then they'll come and they'll, I'll have, we'll have kids work on those projects for them. Oh, directly for that mm-hmm. business. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that so, you guys did that as and, well. I mean, we can work on some different certifications. A lot of that uh, is student-driven where their interests, interests are. I do have some curriculum, obviously, that goes with that. But a lot of that is more student-driven on, hey, where are their strengths? Where are their weaknesses? Where are they, what are they wanting? And then we kind of gear that towards them. So you're a bit like a liaison between the, the businesses and those students to make sure that they still are being supported because they are a student still. Oh, yeah, very in much that business. so. Yeah, very much so. So I am usually in on that conversation. Not only that, like to make sure that they are, you know, corresponding in a professional manner, um, that, you know, they're following up, all kinds of things. But yeah, and, and a lot of them just don't know where to start. So I, I have a, you know, I have, I brought a lot of contacts with me to that job. And then I've acquired contacts there. There were contacts that I got from the, my predecessor. No, wait predecessor is that right person before me yeah Yeah. like wait maybe that's the wrong direction (laughs) Uh, yeah so i have a lot of context that's fantastic i'm I'm always i guess just from the way i was in the past there's i don't have a problem with cold calling just hey i've got some kids would you let them come see what you're doing Mm -hmm. yeah no that's awesome how many kids a year would you say go through the go caps program either just like your strand or if you even know maybe collectively from the three different strands, how many a year you might um, have? This year so far, uh, I do know those numbers because we were all together for the last week and a half <laughs> and I had to do the counting. Uh, we're just shy of 100 total this semester, this year. Um, last year was probably just pretty close. It was very similar numbers. I, the numbers, I, I, from what I've been told, haven't rebounded completely since COVID, like everything else. So, um, Do the different go-caps I don't know, sub areas, sub regions, do they interact? Because I know down um, where Amanda teaches, they have a go caps and they have kind of different strands. Like there's an education strand involved. I think they have the health one and the business one as well. So do you guys ever intermingle in um, that way? I've never talked to the ones, is that the brand? Mm-hmm. The yep. I, I haven't, I know that the healthcare has worked with them. They've had like, they brought all of them together and had like a con- like a mini conference, if you will. Uh, together, I'm, I've worked with the Monette and I want to say Joplin, I think. Yeah, I've worked a little bit with them. And then like we have a, there's a huge CAPS Network conference. And oh, okay. that was uh, this last year. It was in Provo, Utah. And I, I did get to go to that. And that was great. And there was a, a lot of Missouri there. Honestly, there was a lot of Missouri. So I got to meet a lot of people in our area that also do that. So, so Go Caps is a nationwide I just added their hundredth school district. Maybe like satellite yeah, kind of area. It, it, I mean, it started in Kansas City in Blue Valley. Oh, okay. I believe that's the right school. It's in Kansas City's where it all started. So, like the original caps. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. I didn't know it was yeah. state oriented. Yeah. Well, I want to. 
Is that Missouri? I don't know if that school's in Missouri yeah, or Kansas. Oh, it could be Kansas. Kansas. It might be on the Kansas yeah. side. Oh, okay. But I still in the Midwest right. and still centered. It's lumped. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> so what do you feel like is the biggest gain that a student could get from taking on, say, Go, Ta- Go Caps or an internship um, in high school? Like, what would you say is like why a, a student should do that or why maybe parents should look into this sort of program for their kids? I. I I mean, if I had to narrow, I, I don't know if I can narrow that down to just one thing. I mean, just <laughs> the experience itself that they set themselves apart from just a, a kid who just is in a regular classroom, you know, all day long. They're definitely getting those experiences that other students their age are not getting at all. They'll come back usually in the spring and they'll be like, the, the kids in my class, they don't act, you know, they act so much more immature, whatever, they even start to notice that level, how they've kind of picked it up and it kind of starts, they start seeing the differences themselves even so. Yeah, I've had a couple of students that are um, through Branson mm-hmm. Go Caps and they are, they hold themselves in a very different way. You can just kind of tell in the room, they're typically the leaders in the room, the first ones to talk if you ask a question, those sorts of skills that I think a lot of our students are lacking. and so. Through Go Caps, I've noticed just, you know, having them as juniors or even again having them as seniors and then they go to Go Caps in the afternoon. Wow, what a difference it, it's made on their demeanor, the way they carry themselves every day. So it's well, been really cool. That's the hope. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, along with business, um, what are some other like fun classes that you've taught previously, maybe that you could talk about? So, like the one I'm thinking of is honestly that sports marketing class. We've brought it up on the podcast before, and I've said multiple times that's one that I would have loved to have taken with you. I would have loved to take in any of your classes, to be honest. That's very sweet. Thank Um, you. (laughs) But like, I guess maybe if you talk about some of the classes that you've done, um, we could also talk a little bit about FBLA for people that don't know what FBLA is. Um, if you're comfortable uh, yeah, with it, if you want to chat about I, it. I miss all of those things. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I would miss teaching, teaching. I, yeah. I don't know mm. how to put that, but it's, I, I, I sprinkle in a lot of things because it just depends on the kids. Like last year, like they had no idea what certain things were, but I'm like, well, we're going to, we're going to pause what we were going to do. And we're going to sidekick over here and learn about, you know, whatever it happened to be. But I love teaching sports marketing and I only did that for three years. I had just started that and I think it's gone now so yeah I I had a ball in that and I still find myself like you know you're just like searching and I see an article and I'll send it to myself and it's for that class (laughs) (laughs) but I I have a couple of students that are interested in being and going into sports marketing so I still get a look at a little bit of that Mm -hmm. because I share that with them and those opportunities and I still have some past students that I'll see like internships or whatever coming up and I'll Send it out to them. So I'm like, hey, Cheyenne, look at this. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Shout out to Cheyenne. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's a great one. Um, yeah. Uh, you said FBLA. Uh, yeah, I did FBLA for 21 years. I'd never heard of it in Kansas, which is weird. I don't know how I got through college and right. well, didn't and know anything about it. It's, it's in a Kansas. national thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. I met people on buses when we were at national conferences that were from not very far from where mm. I grew up. And so I, I don't know what happened there. I feel like that was a disconnect at the college <laughs> level, but that was a long time ago. Um, yeah, so I, I did that. I took over for a very successful person 
uh, whenever I started my job here in Missouri, she was like, I went with her the first summer before I started and she had like a national champion. And so it was a lot wow. of big shoes. <clears throat> Which you filled, right? I, I don't oh, know yes. that I filled them. But wait, didn't you also have a national champion? <laughs> I didn't with okay. a national okay. champion <laughs> myself. <yeah. laughs> just so we're drawing the parallels. That's right. She definitely has had some very, very successful students uh, it was, in FBLA. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. You know, looking back, I thought I was so busy all the time. And now I don't do anything but teach. I always wondered what that would be like. I kind of miss mm-hmm. doing all those things. Uh Yeah, I got to take kids all over the country, and that was really cool because I I can't tell you how many kids had never left like the maybe a two-hour radius, which makes me so sad. They'd never left the state. Many kids, I would say only a handful of the kids that I ever took in the summers had flown before, so I took a lot of kids on their first flight. So uh, that was always fun to experience those kids, things with kids. Real quick, like for anyone who might not know, what is... FBLA. Oh, well, that stands for, <laughs> you know, just. That stands for Future Business Leaders of America. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, I don't know why this is just me. So, if you're listening and you're full of FBLA, agree with me, but the America on it, I don't know why it's still on there because it's, yeah. it's outside of the U.S. It's other countries. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's all over. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, huh. it's not huge all over, but whenever we would go to nationals, we, there was a fall nationals, which is really just a conference. And then a summer nationals, which was the competitive end of that, and a conference. But uh, they would have on the pamphlets, like, all the the states there. And then you'd have, like, all these outside of the U.S., like China, and it's, like, all kinds of places that had representatives there. Huh. So, And they all come to the same conference? Yeah, they would be at those conferences. That's really cool. Yeah. I, that has to cost them a fortune. But, yeah, they would be at all those conferences. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What, is awesome. it, what does it have students do? Like, what is the... I mean, it's got a lot of levels to it. I mean, there's obviously the community service level. Um, there is the competitive level. I mean, there's a lot of networking. So mm-hmm. as far as being a regular school teacher and in the classroom teacher, that networking component, that's kind of hard to do outside of kids in your school. Right. But through FBLA at those conferences, they got that opportunity. And they did a pretty good job of making sure kids would network. And we would usually... Uh, if we were driving, go with like a lot of area schools that were a lot bigger than us. So that would be networking. Um, yeah, there's, there's scholarships. I, there's more. I'm, pro- I'm probably not, I've been out of the game now for almost <laughs> a year and a half. So yeah. it may not be the. Can you talk about the competitive component? Yeah. So I remember. And like how we get a national champion. Like what, what, <laughs> what does that mean? You just have really talented kids and you get to go <laughs> along for the ride and maybe do a few <laughs> tweaking things that can make mm-hmm. it better. But that's really honestly what that was. Uh, I've had a lot of really good kids. I don't know that. There's only been, a, I don't know, I feel like a handful that maybe I had a lot to do with. A lot of it was just, they were good kids. Um, I, I don't know how many events there are. There's over 30 events. I'm, somebody has got that number. I don't know that number. There's gadzooks of events and everything imaginable. And they constantly are adding. Uh, there's, you know, testing events. There's speaking events. There's things that you prepare. Um, some that you get there and you draw a topic. It's just all kinds of things. There's uh, like creation events so like your graphic design mm-hmm. elements your computer applications all kinds of things i mean it, it encompasses a lot of things there's group events partner events it's all over the place what did your national champion get there um champion when he was a champion uh, his championship was in the web design web design. and so that year i think it was i'm trying to remember what the prompt was they uh 
I think it was he had to build, create a website for a new local business. That's what it was. Wow. And so they start just from scratch mm-hmm. building, mm-hmm. maybe even co- some coding involved Yeah, he had with a lot that. of coding. His, his was above and beyond. It was amazing. It was, he has so much involved in it that I think he only, I can't remember exactly. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm, this isn't right, but I think he only had seven minutes to like show the judges and take them through. And their seven minutes didn't cover everything wow. that he had. So we had to be really kind of have to play the game. So the, the judges, they're just people. You don't know if they're experts right. in that or not. And they have a rubric. And so I hate to give away my, you never know. I could be back at the FLA game. <laughs> I hate to give away if somebody out there doesn't know. But if your kid does any presentation, you make sure they do it in the order of the rubric. Or those people may not remember uh, that they covered oh. that. Well done. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure lots of people know that out hey, there. But yeah, yeah. if you if don't, you want more, and, you, you can subscribe. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Pay for the Patreon, and you can right. have a national champion yeah. too. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drop those keywords. Make sure you're using them a lot because then they're like, oh yeah, I remember them saying that whenever they actually go to mark their rubric. But anyway, so yeah, there was a lot of things we didn't get to. I mean, we tried to squeeze them in, and if not, a lot of that was he was able to bring them up because then afterwards you get three minutes of questioning and he could pull them in. He like had his website in three languages. He had, wow. he had some really cool add-ins to it. So. He speaks three languages. I, I, he speaks at least two. Right. I wasn't sure if he spoke the third like, or if he just added the third. I gotcha. can't remember. No, he was exceedingly talented and he, we, we polished at every level his, just his, um, the way he spoke was just, he did a really good job. It was passionate. Mm-hmm. It was knowledgeable. It was well-spoken. It, he, he did a really, really good job. The, the other teachers who were in there, I, I can't go in and listen to him, but other teachers were, and they, would, they followed him out to tell him how great a job oh, he did. That's I awesome. Do you want to give a shout out to that individual? Yeah, he just had a birthday. I saw his mom post it. So, uh, yeah, Josh Dejou. <laughs> I mean, I, he, he, that was his, he, I think he got, he called, he placed the year before at nationals as well. I took his brother to two nationals. So yeah, I've, I had a couple of Dejus for a few years yeah. there. Yeah. There's some gold uh, standard individuals or yeah. Dejus. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. shout out to all the Dejus. <laughs> yeah, yeah we can go through the list. Yeah, that's yeah. right. There's one or two of them, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought there were, I thought there were nine. <laughs> Very talented. Yeah. yeah so no, it, it was impressive. He did a great job. Well, and Eric and I judged for FBLA at least once, right? Yeah. What did you, do you remember what you judged? Not specifically, no. I think I judged graphic design mm-hmm. um, so. where they had to bring in like a product that they had made and kind of like explain how it exemplified their goals for the, it was, it was very impressive. Oh. I was amazed. Yeah. Mine was some sort of partner presentation. I remember that. Uh, it may have been something along the lines of like for a new business. Um setting up marketing for the, a new business or something like that. Mm-hmm. Very well cooks. Those are all very much mm-hmm. part of it. There's a very cool way to spend a day. It, I just, I hadn't had a lot of, I knew what FBLA was, but I hadn't had a lot of exposure in terms of actually watching the kids yeah. compete in it. Mm-hmm. And it was really impressive, everything. And they had like, they had to have their product there. So they actually physically made something on top of just like conceptually designing it. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Yeah, I judged for the first time. Because I, oh, really? you know, I'm not at, yeah. not, I don't do anymore. So I went to state and I judged at the state level this last year and that was different as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you think about maybe do businesses help sponsor some of that? Oh, yeah. Uh, this, 
at nationals anyway. I mean, like I said, if it changed this year, I apologize. So I'm speaking of like 2022 would have been my last knowledge. So mm-hmm. yeah, at nationals, it, especially before COVID, I think every event was sponsored. So kids would walk away with money if they wow. were on stage usually. Uh, I'm not sure after COVID, I think some of that has shifted because they really, they didn't have it on in person and t- again until 2020. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nisha just updated a bunch of their uh, sponsorship um, policies, regulations, oh, really? or whatever, as far as what students can receive as huh. versus what the school, like the school, could receive like unlimited prize money. But as far as the individual student, there's certain limits on that now. Yeah, so I really. Don't, I think but that's it, Misha, not. Well, I think that it had, but FBLA is going to have to follow any. Well, yeah. Uh, well, the Misha part, the Missouri kids would, I would think, but. Yeah. Uh, I think that when Josh won, I'm, I think that it had changed that year okay. because the winners I had, their kids I'd had on stage previously, like, I mean, they walked off and they had a check from whatever that sponsor was, basically. That's awesome. That I was actually, incredible. I was curious, you know, beyond just uh, prize money, like, do students get offered, like, like Josh's website? Like, if it's such awesome design, does somebody try to buy that website? From him, like, do, do, are there ever offers? Oh, I mean, to the student directly to them for their product. I mean, there's not a lot of business people that probably really even know what oh. they're doing. That's an unfortunate gold mine. Right. <laughs> right. Businesses yeah. that are listening <laughs> out there get. I mean, with it an goes SBLA on their resume. Class. Yeah, I like mean, borderline exploitative. Yeah, I was uh, like, but also don't uh, prey upon the students. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. But yeah, no, but I'm just thinking if that's a career path that you want to go down, yeah, that's yeah. a good place to just see. Or I'm have, a national champion in web design. Right. Like, look at my portfolio. Right. Yeah. Like, that's Websites that's incredible. Like, yeah. surely that would lead to. If I were a, a business, like running a marketing firm, like it would be a good place to go and be like, let's find some talent. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that uh, the people, at least in the area state, they are trying to get those business people in there to mm-hmm. be judges so they can see that stuff firsthand. I mean, it's just hard to get that to work with people's yeah. work schedule. I mean, a lot right. of business people do come, but. You're right. It's probably a very untapped market for them. Well, now we've tapped it. We're all going to become <laughs> facilitators. <laughs> facilitators right. and we're going we're gonna to do that. Um, so I actually had the opportunity this summer as a teacher to do a GoCaps externship. And so what that was, it was four days. And the first two days were really dedicated toward, maybe it's just the first one day. I think it was two days. We're dedicated to just kind of talking about what businesses are looking for, the economy, um, how we can implement some things into our classroom. And then the next two days were job shadowing. Um, and then we did some job shadowing that second half of that first or second day. Um, we went to some local businesses. And not only did I get paid $500 to go, which was awesome for a teacher, $500 for four days. <laughs> Um, but regardless of getting paid, it was an incredible experience. So I just wanted to like kind of mention the the GoCaps externship because what an opportunity. And the only reason I even heard about it was because Misty over here said, you want to make 500 bucks and go on this, <laughs> you know, really cool thing. And I said, sure, I've got some time. Um, and so it was really eye-opening as a teacher because I, I, listening to business people talk about the qualities that they want in their employees are all of the things that we sort of 
push push aside for curriculum, I think, sometimes in our schools. Um, A lot of those things were soft skills, like talking to people, uh, being able to be personable, being able to interact. And then um, another big component of it was attendance, showing up. And I was shocked by that. And then I thought about my own school's attendance and the kids that are never there and the kids that are, you know, maybe there once a week. And I just, I I wondered if maybe you could speak to maybe those soft skills or if you could talk a little bit about like what you're seeing from businesses or what they're kind of saying about that too. Okay. Yeah. And, And I'm really glad you went on the externship so we could do a plug for that. That is every summer. They, she would love to have at least 20 per session. Sorry, Eric's volunteering. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, and I'm like yeah. you're not in that environment. And it right could be, Sorry. it's <laughs> not just business teachers, it's English, it's, yeah. it's sped, it's, it's all, it's all over. And it's, she works so hard on getting people. You wouldn't think that you'd have to be like begging people to take part in it because it really is a great experience. And not only that, um, but so you get, you get the $500 just as a teacher, right? So I made $400 this summer and then I'll get another $100 just for going and talking about my experiences in January with how I implemented a project or something like that in my classroom. But then there's also $500 that is reimbursable if you get a speaker for your school or if you need, if you're doing a particular project within your class. So if you need to pay for a speaker or pay for a bus or a field trip of some sort, um, that money for your for your school will get reimbursed so that your kids can go and have those experiences or meet with those people. And I was I was blown away by the GoCaps externship. I think if you are a teacher out there, please, 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 this summer, next summer, whenever it fits in your schedule, there are two different sessions so that it can meet. Uh, teacher needs for that. So there's a... Yeah, it's just four days. Yeah, it's four days. And I... Four active days. Yeah. You're active the whole time. Yeah, I was not bored a single second of any of that. And I took it directly back to my classroom. And and it's one of those things where, yeah, you did some professional development and people kind of scoff at at that, I think, especially in the summertime. But this particular GoCaps externship, wow. I learned so much, could take it back to my school. I could say, hey, I went and saw this business and I can tell you what their employers are looking for. Hey, I went to this place and here's what they've told me. And here's kind of the culture or the climate that I got just from being in that space. Um, I think sometimes our students don't realize how many opportunities there really are in Springfield and the surrounding area. Oh, yeah, there's tons. Yeah. And, yeah. and they'll be like, oh, I just want to leave this place. Oh, I just want to leave. I want to get out. And that's great, right? Like, I, you know, you should experience the world and, and do those things. But man, are there a lot of jobs here that... Yeah. There's, there's so many companies have their main headquarters just in Springfield. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. And, and, and they're doing, then they're doing some really great things too within their companies. So um, I just wanted to plug that because I'm glad and, you brought it up. Yeah, and thank Misty for that because it was awesome. I hope they get 500 yeah. teachers next year. Hopefully and she's to, turning them away. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hope. <laughs> There's because, a wait. Because <laughs> if you haven't done it, um, 
That goes to my podcasters. That also goes out to my listeners. Get yourself 500 bucks, but ultimately get yourself some, some real knowledge that you can bring back to your classroom. I, I think, as I, I guess I see, and maybe it's just because I'm getting older, um, more removed, but education has all these things, these hoops that we make kids jump through. And we, we well, and I was in a CTE, so career technical ed. And we, we say that we're getting them ready for the workforce and, and all those things. And we had to have, you know, they're going to pass these tests. They're going to make them better for that. But I haven't talked to any people in the workforce that know what any of those things mean. One and two, that's not a lot of, uh, I, I'm not telling you anything you don't already no, know. That, um, yeah. I just, that was such a good brain blast moment for me. So my dissertation is going to be on how we do school accountability um, and like Desi has said that the goals are for college and career readiness and just like, thank you so much for this nugget that now I'm going to store in my brain <laughs> for my paper. Cause that's an excellent point. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, soft skills, you mentioned that before and, and that I know in GoCaps, that's one of our things that we spend a lot of time on soft skills and, and we hit it hard to start, but we keep revisiting and we'll keep revisiting and we'll keep revisiting. And you're right. One of the main things from all the speakers or tours, you know, if we ask them what they're looking for in employees, <laughs> unfortunately, we've, we're at that point in the world, I guess, where coming to work really high. You wouldn't think that <laughs> one, me, but that's Talk pretty that. high. Yeah. yeah that's I, what their main problems are. Yeah. I toured a business and they said, uh, if you don't have any occurrences or, you know, late or missing work for those two week pay period, Get an extra four hundred dollars oh, for showing up. Isn't that wild? I, I and the other thing that they said is, you know, because we asked every single company when we went on tours, what are you looking for in employees? And they said attendance, personal ability, so being personable, being somebody that can work with other people. Because believe it or not, you're gonna have to at some point work with others. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, which I thought was really interesting, is wanting to learn. They said that was one of the biggest things is somebody coming in with a willingness to be trainable, be, be willing to learn, be willing to, you know, experience failure and still say, hey, I want to do this and I want to learn. Because if you can come in with those three things. You can do whatever. I mean, yeah, you can do anything. They and can they'll train, train you, you. In, and help you yeah. in whatever aspect that they might need. Yeah, it was, it was pretty shocking. And, and they said, you know, there were some companies that have, 20 to 30 percent of their jobs are still open oh it's eye-opening it's very it's crazy yeah and and they're bending over backwards to try to get people these kids don't these kids the world is wide open to them because there's a worker shortage that they can be choosy where maybe you know like you want me to work for you great <laughs> that's how it was right when i was a kid somebody wants me wonderful but now they're going to have options, a lot more options. Right. So that was, it was really, really cool to see that and just see all the different avenues. We went to a big company, I'll, I'll name drop them, SRC. Um, they employ over a thousand people, I think, in Springfield with their various um, remanufacturing plants and different things that they have. And they said, if you want to do HR, if you want to be an engineer, if you want to, work with computers, whatever that is of an interest, they've got a job. Yeah, we work with, we work at the SRC quite a bit. I think they were one of the original partners whenever GoCap started in Springfield. So 
Yeah, we do quite a bit with them. We do the great game of business with them. Uh, we do a supply chain work with them. Do you work with the cheese caves at all? Um, we don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't go down and we don't do the underground in my particular strand. And it's be, because we don't bus. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The our kids drive issue. themselves, so oh. I can't like track down their twenty cars on a tour through the underground. Yeah. Mm, I see. Gotcha. So it just—I mean, I took students when I was a high school, yeah. regular high school teacher, because that was easier. They just hopped on the bus, and right. but we haven't. Gotcha. I mean, I'll send kids down there to job shadow different aspects, and then that's a one-on-one, and they take them around. But as a as a group, it's just not—it's not very feasible for us. Mm-hmm. I just think all listeners should know about the cheese caves yes. lurking beneath Springfield. So <laughs> if you have never looked into that, please Google it. It's fascinating. Uh, my son likes when the inspector comes. He likes to be working in that area. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason that Kraft is stationed here in central Springfield. So. All cheese comes back to Springfield. That's right. We are the cheese people. We're also the mustard people. Mm-hmm. Had the opportunity to go to French's. Wow. I've not been. French's I've never been to. Um. It. And, and to get into some of these places, so to get into French's was a, a process because we had asked her, okay, how do we get our kids here? And she said, you probably won't yeah, um, just because there's so many. A lot of them won't take kids under 18. Yeah. And, and there's just a or lot like going for liability on. purposes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why is it so hard it's to get your children sauce. in there? Yeah, yeah. The mustard like, recipe. Like, yeah. Mustard. holding down some. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like that plant is here and it's incredible. Like just all of the interesting, intricate things that you don't think about. When you think manufacturing, I think a lot of us think, well, I'm putting the cap on the mustard bottle yeah. and, and, you know, or factory work. And that's not at all um, what is happening behind closed doors, so to speak. There's a lot more technical things going on and a lot more um, Less science. Yeah, a lot of science, a ton of science, um, which ag, we've STEM. had some. Some ag guys in here that have talked about that, too. There's lots of opportunity there, too. But you were talking about soft skills, and it kind of made me think. So I, I used to be a speech teacher, right? Um, I was a speech sponsor for far longer, but I had some years where I just taught speech and then accidentally got the class taken away, which was never my intention, and I was very sad. Um, so one thing that I encountered a lot in speech was people not wanting to speak, which, you know, falls into those soft skills. And then some people, not all people, were trying to make accommodations for that. Like, well, we can't really expect them to speak in front of the class because it makes them nervous. And we have to consider your social and emotional well-being. And I don't want to seem like I don't think social and emotional health is important because I do. But I do think there's kind of like a trend, maybe especially post-return from COVID, where people are like, oh, well, that causes a lot of anxiety for students. So we can't really make them do that. Um, and maybe it's just like something worth considering when you're planning your classes or advocating for your students that like a certain level of discomfort is helpful for their growth, but yeah. also prepping them for zone of proximal development. About. I mean, the yeah. Vygotsky psycholinguistic theory of like we learn best like when there's a certain level of strain. Challenge. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Without any of that, well, That's- we're all living the situation. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I'm kind of glad that you went back to that. I was deciding whether or not I was going to try to, like, I don't know. I had my own, like, brain blast moment whenever you were talking about soft skills as well. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily want to open this can of worms right now. I just think that there's a very large conversation that could happen based off of that. Um, And, like, how uh, we generally regard the function of education 
uh, for uh, the youth today. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you listed, like what companies are looking for in those soft skills, like attendance and like blah, blah, blah. The, the three things that you listed uh, made me think about, um, we'll just say like problem parents, right? Like parents who uh, caused me st- like what, in, in the classroom that caused me stress because they were always providing um, excuses for why their child can't be at school, always right. excuses for why their child can't do something. And I understand whenever there are like documented accommodations that need to be made and everything like that. But the general trend towards what, what you were just saying, I think there's, like I said, a larger conversation about how we regard the function of education. For, mm-hmm. um, so, well, and it's almost like, cause you made the comment, like sometimes curriculum gets in the way of those things. And I sort of disagree, but I, like, I think really what the problem is, is there's other factors at work that kind of erode the teeth of that content. Yes. So like, mm-hmm. I think curriculum, it like does make space for all of those things. And like, we could trust educators, <coughs> especially in like certain content areas to imbue students with those things. But because there's so many like, well, no, you can't do that. It's right. not a fair. And my person couldn't possibly be expected and to and undercuts it. Yeah. Similar, similar to the thought that I had was we, we've taken the teeth off of enforcing students to be at school. Mm-hmm. You know, we incentivize it. We try to have these like rewards programs for perfect attendance and everything, but like, there's no, there's nothing. Yeah. That, that there's really, not like an actual consequence. But yeah. Now there's this whole, like the Missouri Supreme court has said that parents are criminally liable if their students don't go to school. Mm-hmm. Is that a new thing? I thought yeah. Well, so that was within the what past two months or so oh, where there was that. a parent that I think it was 15 or 16 days that their child did not go to school and their parent was legally uh, liable for that. I like went to the Missouri Supreme court and they said, yeah, they can be criminally charged. And neglect or, I don't remember what the charge was, if it was like yeah. truancy or neglect or whatever, but yeah. um, I immediately thought of. Yeah. Countless situations. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and technically previous to that, there's always been a rule. Well, I'm not going to say always, but like since I was in high school, there's been a rule that if you missed X amount of time, right. you were liable to forfeit of your credit. So like in my school, they had a block schedule. And if you missed more than six of either of those instructional days, so like six A days, six B days, you um, had to go through like a trial process essentially to see if you could still retain your credit because you'd missed too much school. Um, and in a really large school system, they enforced that. Like they did do those things. You were not allowed to miss more than six days or else you'd have to go through that process. But in small spaces, I don't see it. Like, I've never had that enforced anywhere else. So, like, they're there, but they're not being enforced. Right. Like, it's the structure's there, but there's no... And it depends what your last name is. Well, that, that is true. I have to keep in mind our perspective is really built around, like, this small community. Yeah, absolutely. Education. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, we had the paddy wagon. I don't know. What the... Like, a truancy officer? Yeah, we is had that? a truancy <laughs> officer, and we had a whatever, a, a, ba- a, a van that was, we called it the paddy wagon because you would watch the kids get taken like, to rounded school, up. rounded up yeah. and taken to school by the truancy officer. <laughs> and we would laugh because it's kind of funny to watch a bunch of yeah. teenagers get off the paddy wagon and come into the building because it would be, you know, right at, after the bell rang or right when you're going to, a, to class or in between. Yeah. yeah. And so we had somebody that would, go to those houses and be like, no, 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 you're coming with me. And, you know, and mm. I don't know if 
parents had to like agree to that, I'm assuming, right. or something. No, it's but. legal. Like we technically have the framework for that in Missouri too. Just again, it's not enforced. Like nobody, nobody's doing it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So it goes back to accountability. Like we, we can talk about holding students accountable and if we don't do it, like blah, blah, blah. And we have to hold teachers accountable, blah, blah, blah. But mm. where's the accountability on administrators and like following those types of policies? Oh, I was going to say parents accountability. Well, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, just looking at the school system as a whole, yeah. you know, there's a lot of top down accountability. Like we're going to push accountability yeah. down, yeah. you know, but it's up to the administrative teams to like follow their, their own, own policies. Yeah. And I get, there's always going to be certain situations and circumstances, but you know, have a backbone, do those things. Yeah. Well, and talking about how businesses want to employ people mm -hmm. with good attendance, we know, I forget what the statistic is, but the biggest, one of the biggest indicators of student success is their attendance and participation. Right. Um, so really, like, school is mirroring some of those things, but if nobody's making it happen. Right, and look at, like, schools, what their visions or mission statements, those sort of things, and how many have some component within that about making sure students are ready for society or they're industrious or, or whatever. And that's great. We can say those things, but what are we doing to make sure that they're really prepared? I think Misty, you did a phenomenal job like doing that part, like carrying the load. And yeah. I, I think yes. we had a very strong ag program that kind of did it in their yep. own realm too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and if I can loop back to what they said, I wish I could go back and be a student in our school that we taught at when we were all there and take your classes. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know how many times when I was, you know, recently running my business where I'm like, man, I wish I could go back and get some of Misty's knowledge on that and be part of that. Just being out of that for so long, it's like, man, I, there's things I need to brush up on. Or I would interact with other adults and, you know, business affairs. And it's like, oh my gosh, they <laughs> tear, like very much need the ability to communicate with other people. Or, or various things. Wow, you guys are going to make me cry. Oh. <laughs> it's only because you're the best. It oh is. my but gosh. I, like, like, I think a lot of the success when we look back at our students, those are students that were involved in FBLA for sure. It was a huge yeah. program. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think mm -hmm. in terms of numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for our high school especially. Like, and you talking about those moments, like the first plane ride, like look back to all the small interactions we have with students. It, they're not going to remember the time a math teacher taught the quadratic formula. No, they're no. going to remember that plane ride for the rest of their life. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, they're going to remember those, those trips and, you know, all, all those big moments. I was um, fortunate that our district and our administration allowed me to do that. Not every school right. is as, you know, willing to let their kids go out and do those things. We were very fortunate and we had support for a lot of that. Absolutely. So. All things aside, we did have quite a bit of support. But you also that. crafted that support by like the relationships you crafted with those families and in the communities. And I let you get away with this earlier. I'm not, I'm, so I'm going to come back to this. You saying like <laughs> oh it was the gosh. students? <laughs> like you can, yeah, we had talented students across the board, but you cultivated that talent and brought kids into that. Like, I don't know that if you weren't there, would they have been able to? to still go to nationals and do those would things. They, like, would they have cared enough? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, yes, we all agree we had talented students, but we had a really talented teacher. So true. Uh, it is so a true. thousand percent yeah. true. 
be blubbering. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we were talking about this beforehand, like before we started recording, but a couple of years ago, I, I do feel like it has lessened, but a couple of years ago, kind of like the rhetoric around education was that like, it's not teaching people like useful life skills. Um, I have a lot of thoughts and commentary about that, <laughs> but the easiest one was always, I was like, well, actually at my high school, we have a really strong business program and nobody can say that they're not learning life skills to be successful for after the classroom. Like you just simply don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, you, you taught them so how to sorry. change a tire? Because <laughs> if I get out of high school and I know how to egg. change it, <laughs> boil an egg. That did didn't, that didn't fall under my, my oh, realm okay. exactly. Uh, okay. No. All right. Yeah. But you did teach them these other skills that go beyond maybe, sure, you can't change a tiger, but can you talk to the mechanic that can change your tiger? Because yeah. if you can't even talk on the phone to that person oh, and have that conversation. Hate talking on the phone. Like huh. they would, I also hate talking on the phone. Well, <laughs> they would <laughs> abandon their vehicle and just let it leave it there be, to avoid the phone call. Right, yeah. right. Those are, and we may, I can, I, I have the freedom to do a lot more of that now than I did because I don't have the, the strict curriculum <coughs> things that I had to make sure were covered. I mean, we do, we do phone calls. We had the Chase Bank was really generous last year. Our Chase. Uh, it was Chase something. Uh, they took a whole group of people that worked there that were their um, call team. And our kids could, they dialed in and called them and had phone conversations oh, nice. with oh, wow. them. So like we we gave them, like they had some heads up. So I gave my kids like maybe three um, jobs that they were calling about, you know, inquiring to see about if they could come in for an interview or how that worked. And so they had an idea. It wasn't just a phone call about nothing. And then uh, they called back and then gave the kids some feedback on that. So uh, they, I, and then to touch back on attendance, because we are that school to work, that's part of their grade mm -hmm. coming to school for us. So we also do like a, a PIPS program where they can have, you know, they may oh, have like a personal action plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we probably have a little more leeway a little bit there. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, obviously we can't count against them if it's a school activity because they are still high schoolers that part, but if they miss school because they're sick, that's a, it's like a point like it would be at work. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Well, and I do think that might be a nice part of something like GoCaps wherein um, it's, you know, to some extent voluntary, like nobody's forcing no, you they to, apply. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, you to apply assign to into GoCaps. So there's some, I, Some perks there. I yeah. did want to ask one more question about the GoCaps. Um, you said you have to apply and everything. Uh, how restrictive or I guess selective is the program? <laughs> For our <laughs> listeners, she. I don't think it's exceedingly restrictive okay. or limited. I, I, the program is shifting. Um, like the outside schools had cert, a certain number of seats that mm. they could fill and then they're full. So they might have a waiting list for gotcha. that school. Um, so that would be the only limitation. Like I'm under my numbers. So obviously. So, that, so, so it's on the is, districts, not the program yeah, itself. Yeah, and that I think has shifted some as okay. well. So what you're saying is that if you are a parent of a child that is a junior, senior, or sophomore, or, or, junior. Sophomore, or if you are a teacher that wants to know what the real business world is like, check out GoCaps. Um, I want to thank... Misty, for being here with us. Thank her for being such an absolutely incredible teacher, educator, and friend. 
truly, truly, uh, she's absolutely one of the, my favorite people in the world. And I think this, uh, entire room would say the exact same thing about her. Yeah. So, I think gosh. we've, we've referenced our work mom yeah. multiple times. Yeah. I, is this the first time you've been on the podcast? Uh, yeah. It's my yes. first this, time being okay, on. This is, yeah. this is my this is our work, work mom. mom. Yeah. yeah. I we have listened her. to those episodes and cried. Why everything we said was true. That's right. <laughs> you guys are very sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Where the Whiteboards Are. The opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employers, school districts, or communities in which they work. If you have any comments, questions, uh, topic suggestions, anything like that, please feel free to reach out to us. We have an email address. It is WTWA at 277media.com, where the whiteboards are, WTWA at 277media.com.